Over the last decade, we have seen social media grow rapidly in importance. In fact, social network penetration is constantly increasing worldwide. And as of January this year, it stood at 49%. Thanks to this rapidly increasing usage, common people who were earlier deprived of a platform to showcase their talent are now enjoying a celebrity-like aura. Yes, I'm talking about social media influencers. These are people who have built a certain kind of reputation for their knowledge and expertise in a specific niche. They post regular content on their preferred social media networks and attract a large audience who inevitably look up to these people for decision making. As people are more inclined towards using social media, they connect better with social media influencers than celebrities. It is easier for people to connect with them as influencers make an effort to have regular, open and direct communication with their followers. Influencers are better appreciated by the audience as they come across more genuine and accessible. However, influencer marketing is a highly competitive field. For every one category, there are thousands of content creators and influencers. Since it is an ever-growing field, it becomes imperative to stand out in the crowd and make a mark. Otherwise, you'll just be another fish in the ocean. Hello everyone, you're listening to The Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I'm joined by Akam. She is the co-founder and CEO of Entrepret.in. Entrepret is an online media channel focusing on entrepreneurial content under the fashion and beauty umbrellas. Hello, Ekam. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anurag. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today, Ekam. And I still remember last month when we connected on Instagram and mm-hmm. we exchanged a couple of DMs. Uh, and then when I went on Entrepreneur.in, it was a lovely website and I really liked the kind of content that your team and you were curating for the fashion space. Right. So it, it was like really well put out. And so, you know, that got me interested. And then after yeah. we spoke a couple of times, uh, we thought of doing this episode. So uh, to our audience, why don't you tell uh, your journey your uh, you know whole uh, idea behind starting the business sure 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 so entrepreneur basically uh, is an idea that stemmed from the fact that there was a large gap in the indian market for fashion business and beauty business um, you know content mm-hmm. uh, so if you look at fashion content in india you can read a lot about styling fashion or what what is happening in the fashion industry but actually to understand what's happening behind the scenes which is you know the business of fashion in india you actually don't have a lot of content there you know True. um so if you actually look at international content sites or magazines or you know um companies that are actually working towards providing content for these consumers there are there's a lot of content to consume there's a lot of written content there's a lot of video content there's a lot of podcasts that go around yeah. uh, but in india it's hard to find that you know uh, and even if you do find that it's more about uh, the bigger retail part of fashion it's not mm. really about the emerging designers or you know seasoned designers or what fashion really encapsulates in india right so honestly we wanted to sort of just dig deeper into this narrative and understand 
um, what is really happening in the business of fashion today. Because, you know, if tomorrow somebody wants to get up and start a new business, uh, they want to log on to a new website and actually find out more about that, you know, as in like how to start a business or, you know, where do you source from or, you know, um, who are your investors? It's really hard to find that kind of stuff, True. you know. Yeah. Um, so our idea is to basically dig really deep into this narrative, you know, uh, uh, fish out a lot of researched content, do a lot of value-based content on our website to give these young entrepreneurs uh, information that they could use mm -hmm. to build and grow in this industry. So that was the major idea behind Entrepreneur, basically. Yeah, that's really interesting because in India, if you see, there are a few organizations who are focused on entrepreneurship. But uh, when you talk about entrepreneurship, it was very mixed. So uh, there was no specific website or, you know, a platform where somebody who is interested to be a fashion designer or maybe wants to start uh, his or her own brand. Uh, I don't think exactly. there, yeah, there was no such uh, platform where they can, you know, dedicatedly find their content on. Otherwise, you know, you have to hmm. find information which is scattered all over the place. Yes. Yes. And most of that information is quite dated, to be honest. I mean, mm. the kind of tools and skills you need in today's time and, you know, era is very different from the kind of content you actually find. You know, it's quite dated. It's about how maybe a Sabya Sachi built his business, which was like 10 to 20 years ago. Right. You know, um, the landscape has changed entirely. It's a digital world. There are so many new things happening. And at Entrepret, we address all these issues from like a digital transformation to, you know, micro communities to micro influencers so you have to be really up to date especially for an industry like fashion there is so much you need to learn to actually grow you know and that was missing you know so i think uh, that 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 really fueled us to you know put our heads together and do something um, which could be valuable and how do you keep up to this how do you keep up to the trends and the latest happening in the fashion world so me and my co-founders, and we're a team of six now. Uh, okay. It's been about like three months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we've grown. We've grown to a team of six. We are constantly reading. Uh, we're all very avid readers. We are always, you know, um, updated as to what's happening internationally. Okay, now New York Fashion Week's happening. We know what's happening. You know what's happening in India. We know what's happening locally. So I think you just need to be. You need to sort of go that extra mile to make the effort to actually know what's happening. And of course, you know, today everything is available to you online. You just have to subscribe to a few good magazines or, you know, portals and you get all the news and all the updates of the world, you know. Um, so I think it's important to just be aware of the fact that you need to go the extra mile and be aware of these things, you know. So Right, that's true, that's true. Yeah. And uh, what was your journey like before Entrepret? You know, what were you doing before that? Right. So basically, I have a master's in international fashion business and I studied okay. in Italy for about a year. Mm -hmm. uh, post that, I came to Bombay and I was working in content strategy, in fact, okay. uh, for about a year in Bombay, uh, post which uh, I moved back home to Chandigarh, which is my hometown. Mm -hmm. And I started uh, a gifting startup okay. for about eight months. I ran that. Um, I was also doing content on the side while I was running this startup. And uh, so I have been quite familiar in this space, especially fashion, luxury and retail. I was also freelancing for a while. Um, so, you know, when you're in the in this field and you're working hard and you're spending so much time, you tend to sort of realize the loopholes or gaps or, you know, looming problems that exist in the in industry, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's 
that's where I sort of learned a lot. I learned copywriting. I learned um, what good content is. I understood how businesses worked with content and how content was actually king, mm. you know, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my journey. And of course, I've been in fashion for almost my entire life. You know, it's, it's always <laughs> been something I've been very, very passionate about and very keen on. You know, I've always been, uh, you know, going out of my way to, you know, either look good mm. or like uh, know what, what's trending or, you know, read the latest magazine. Um, so that's that's how it's been, basically. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And uh, <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me something, you know, uh, your journey from Italy to Bombay to back to Chandigarh, you know, starting a couple yeah. of businesses, working from uh, for other companies. Right. What was uh, the number one learning from all your uh, experience and from your failures? You know, what is mm -hmm. that number one learning that you still remember? I think my number one learning would be where whichever field you choose to start up in or start a business business in or even work in firstly be very diligent mm -hmm. um whatever you're doing give it your level best and never do anything half-heartedly i think when even even if it's just a small business or a small project you're doing even if you started half-heartedly you you're already a failure you know true um so i think the these uh, these two things were like something really important that stuck with me. And of course, you know, the biggest lesson I learned in business, uh, you know, running my previous startup was resilience and persistence. Um, you know, whatever idea you might have, whatever business you start, you always do it with a knowing mind. You do your research, of course, you know, you do, you do your due diligence. Yeah. But you have to understand that the business will not take off in four months or six months or eight months. Right. Yeah. Um, doing something, putting in your heart and your soul and your sweat and your tears, it will take a while to grow, you know. So, uh, so I think a lot, um, a big mistake a lot of us make in life is just to give up early, I feel, mm. uh, because I feel like all of us at some point have a million dollar idea. <laughs> True, you know? yeah. <laughs> I think all of us, it's because everybody thinks and we're also aware these days, I, I feel like at least all of us would have had at least one million dollar idea, you know. Um, so, you know, just be diligent about what you're doing, research well, and of course, just be persistent and build resilience for life, for work, for business. So my biggest learning was to just be really persistent in the quality you put in. And of course, you know, the kind of um, emotions you're feeling or, you know, you want to give up or something, just be persistent. So that was my biggest learning. That's a that's a perfect learning, you know, that because uh, <laughs> the thing is that a lot of us, uh, uh, we romanticize with our business so much sometimes that yes. uh, we forget yes. the, um, uh, the real reason why you started that and what hmm. what it takes to actually grow that business from nothing to something. Right. We also romanticize st startups these days, I feel like, because we're just so, it's just so accessible to us. You know, mm. running a business is not a joke, right? Like, I feel like we also have romanticized the idea of just having our own business or starting our own business just for the heck of it. You yeah. know, it's perfectly fine to be in a job that you like or, you know, doing something which is not a business and it's just maybe if you're a teacher or a coach or, you know, you have a decently paying job, it's all right. No, all of us don't have to be entrepreneurs. True. You know, yeah. 
um you should only do something if you truly feel passionate about something or you know you really feel like it's a great idea because i feel like every second person today just wants to wake up and be like oh i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> you know yeah. it doesn't work like that there is so much that goes into it i feel like all of us should do that introspection and actually understand if that's the path we want to walk on so you true know? i mean uh, see mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is uh, like it's loosely packed these days like everyone right. everyone thinks that they understand what it is but uh, to me it's like you know if somebody if l- let's say you have a manager working in a company he can also be an entrepreneur inside the company itself i mean exactly. if if he yeah. is uh, you know doing something uh, innovative uh, in his company to bring in sales right. or maybe achieve those targets and the way he is developing his team i mean he is an entrepreneur himself mm-hmm. i mean he doesn't have to go ahead and register a new company just to showcase that i mean right. he can, he can right. do that while working from uh, some other company so uh, a lot of people i guess you know they have this wrong perception behind their mind that uh, for me to become an entrepreneur i actually have to leave my current job and start something new i mean of course if you have something in your mind like you said if you have a million dollar idea in your mind you need to <laughs> plan it out right because uh, without planning just dreaming about uh, being elon musk or jeff bezos won't absolutely. help absolutely absolutely and you also need to know the struggle that comes with it because mm. it's not easy yeah true i you mean know? you don't get that uh, paycheck you know notification uh, at the end exactly. of the month exactly <laughs> you might even be broke for months yeah to paise ja hi rahe hote hain jeb se exactly exactly so that's like a bitter truth or like maybe like you know something that people need to also know about entrepreneurship mm. like that you know this is also a side of the coin so yeah so true so true now uh, coming back to yeah. uh, our uh, you know main point of the day uh, ekam yeah. uh, how do you see fashion startups and fashion uh, designers uh, using social media to have a better reach and engagement how are they using social media for their own businesses well you know fashion is such a thing these days that um it needs to be on instagram i feel like uh fashion lifestyle you know uh, aesthetic things instagram is all about it yeah, anything you know, visual flatly exactly visually appealing stuff it has to be in instagram um so i feel like they are using it very well mm. because everybody it's it's a visual medium right so all your you know creativity all your art direction all your campaigns are right there right Yeah um and of course like everybody is also using influencers these days but of course we'll come to that later <laughs> yeah. uh I I I do feel it's it's being used very well mm-hmm. uh for and you know of course uh, whether it's a small business or whether it's a large business you know whether it's a homegrown brand it's easily accessible as well so you know it's very easy to just put out your work so I feel like uh Instagram and Facebook do give these businesses a very good platform to you know sort of portray their brands on so i think they're using it quite well yeah but then do you think that uh, the uh, reach and the engagement on instagram specifically uh, has become more difficult uh, uh, in the last couple of years um i i i would say yes because firstly like you never know what the instagram algorithm is hmm. first of all right and secondly of course uh, with all these new bloggers and influencers coming in it's it's becoming harder each day to actually understand which blogger really has the power to influence your target group yeah you know um even though if somebody has say like a 50000 followers what is the actual reach and are people actually listening to that person 
for the product you're selling hmm. you know so that's an entirely ball uh, entirely different ball game altogether you know um but uh, when it comes to reach or impressions i would say that it really depends on the kind of tg you have mm-hmm. uh the kind of you know if, if it's like a fashion brand or if it's like a uh, accessory brand or like you know the kind of people you're sort of uh, promoting it through advertising it through so it's all very very subjective um but honestly like the reach has become less now because instagram is making it harder for creatives to put out their work you know yeah. so brands are trying twice as hard and spending twice the amount of money they used to mm-hmm. on maybe on campaigns or influencers so i would say it's become harder you know lately um so brands really need to start strategizing better in terms of uh, the channels they're marketing through basically yeah that's a that's a very good uh, key point uh, when it comes right. to uh, marketing on social media especially on instagram uh the kind of reach that you are targeting i guess uh, all these brands they need to do their homework really well because like you said right people are now spending almost twice the amount what they were spending back in 2018 or exactly. 17 exactly so exactly it's getting really tough and you know coming to this point the word influencer you know within air quotes i am like actually quoting it so <laughs> right. uh, what's what's the big uh, misconception behind this what actually you know who who would you call an influencer uh you know the word has been so loosely thrown around lately that it's so hard to actually define who an influencer is today you know mm-hmm. so we have your bloggers we have your influencers and we have your creators but when it comes to influencer firstly i think all of us should sit down for 2 seconds and actually think what do we want them to influence right yeah. uh because in this day and age it's just so easy to put out something that people won't even think twice about you know so we need to honestly understand who these people are are they people who have done something in their lives who have achieved something in their lives and people actually look up to them as beacons of you know uh, inspiration or are they just bloggers or fashion bloggers who have garnered such a tra- such traction and reach over the years that we're now calling them influencers only because of their following hmm. you know so where do we draw the line what is our take on influencers i feel like people need to have that conversation these days because being a fashion blogger is very different from being a sustainability influencer who lives her life you know in a very very sustainable way she wakes up in the morning she you know takes a shower in cold water she buys less she you know uh grows her own vegetables so that would be an influencer somebody who has actually achieved something substantial or does or you know uh, supports a lo- lifestyle that means something to somebody you know whereas a fashion blogger or just a blogger is somebody who who you know i mean it's fashion so it's completely separate so they're basically enthusiasts yes and there are so many fashion bloggers i feel today which is great you know i i really support that i support everybody should be doing whatever they want to uh but influencing is something is a power that we shouldn't be giving to every person yeah you know i feel like the more we are reading these days the more we are becoming aware of how society is shaping up to be uh, especially in this digital era we really need to be more responsible with who we give this power to hmm. you know uh, so it's a conversation all of us need to have with ourselves it's not about marketing or advertising or sales it's 
genuinely about thinking before we take a step. You know, and I feel like that thinking part has diminished lately. <laughs> People aren't thinking so much. They are only posting. They're only, you know, putting out their opinion without actually thinking twice about it you know so hmm. this is something so important that people need to start imbibing in their lives just thinking about what they're doing so true so true and are uh, do you think brands are engaging with the right influencers these days you know it's so funny you bring that up because um, honestly i keep i keep seeing a lot of in fashion influencers talk hmm. about sustainability lately yeah right hmm. uh when we talk about fashion it's the fourth most polluting industry in the world right and if you're buying 100 clothes in 6 months you're really not being sustainable and a lot of these bloggers promote this lifestyle right yeah so when a sustainable brand comes up and they're searching for influencers and they pick out a fashion blogger and they're like okay fine they're going to influence no they're not going to influence they are just going to take your product put put it on their page without even having the same values as your brand which is so important today you know so true yeah uh, there is so much confusion the people honestly brands are only looking at that one metric that you have which is your followers that's bad actually you know and which is sad because i feel like every third influencer today has 50% fake following <laughs> bacha bacha i have done yeah. it in reference to that event you know which was absolutely hilarious because why would he need so much fake following like he's already so famous right that was that was the biggest like shock for me because if somebody like bacha who already has a genuine following it's not like he's somebody who just grew up yesterday exactly. and he wants to become big in the industry exactly. he's already here he's he has already made it inside the industry he's a absolutely. big name still he's spending 72 million lakhs he's a household name i think Yens know his name now. Every <laughs> third person knows who Bachal is. He he was the one who de- uh, dethroned uh, Honey Singh, right? Uh, from his uh, so you know, I mean, for somebody like him to spend seventy-two lakhs on just one song and to get those fake followers and likes and all that completely ridiculous. Seriously, completely ridiculous. But you know, power is such a thing. Like I feel like once you have. you know there there's no end to it hmm. you know and especially this metric which is our followers today is just so important today um which is sad you know like it's just a number right it does not denote anything else but the number of people following that page you hmm. know it's so superficial but which is it's the truth today right yeah we all judge each other we judge brands we judge influencers in air quotes and bloggers on the metric which is that followers you know so yeah like i said you know it, there's so much confusion today and people really the only thing they look at is metrics hmm. which is what a society has made us today true you know there is values up although people are starting to be transparent now but at least in the past few years there was just so much superficial superficiality in the air and people were only looking at uh, your socials your um your your number metrics that you know it it was i think it was high time that people started also sort of you know taking a step back and being like okay you know what this needs to stop you know um so i would say brands need to also think again like i previously mentioned they need to think more about who they um connect with you know these days micro influencers are also on the rise you know people with about like 10k followers or lesser because it's a small knit community and it's exactly the people 
who you want to target instead of reaching out to somebody who has like 100k followers out of which probably 90k are not even your target you know so brands need to do that due diligence honestly hmm yeah yeah that's true but uh, you know talking about this uh, followers and everyone being a fashion influencer and blogger mm-hmm. uh, there's a big problem right now on instagram with this whole uh, you know show skin scenario happening Right, right, right. So right, right. with with the TNAs and every model just yes. you know showing off their skins, uh, just to have yes. that eyeballs on their uh, page. Uh, hmm, hmm, so hmm. you know, what are your uh, advice to brands and these kind of influencers? How do you actually create a genuine following? How do you actually create a genuine campaign for your brand and market it for the audience on Instagram? Hmm, that's a really good question because I feel like these um, Gen Zers, especially, are only looking at um, very superficial way of attracting audiences. Right? Hmm. Building a community or building a following will always take you time, and I feel like these kids or in these younger generation, they only they want it now, yeah. right? Hmm. So I feel like it's a shortcut for them where they feel like. it's not going to take us time if we do this or you know if we show more skin or if we if we take such pictures we will get more followers which is true sadly right uh, but i feel like these kids also need to understand that building yourself as an influencer or building yourself as a brand will always take time and of course the values that you you know further bring ahead whether it's a collaboration with a brand you will only get brands that support this kind of thing yeah you know hmm. um so i feel like these younger kids and this younger generation needs to have a little bit of reality check which i think they're not right now because they live in a very digital world you know um i myself as a person work with a lot of younger people like uh, ranging from like 17 to like 21 hmm. um they're so engrossed in this world that they feel like this is their reality yeah you know which is i feel a very big problem in itself uh, i think our generation was still lucky enough to have lived that life where we knew that you know there's a life beyond computers a life beyond instagram so you know? true yeah but these kids for these kids the buck stops here like this is all there is you know um so i would feel like the reason for these influencers are uh, going forward with skin and you know um being so physically um out there on instagram i mean i support body positivity but of course you know the difference between loving your body and of course like exploiting it you know <laughs> um yeah so, yeah yeah so i feel like uh, and i feel like they will learn their lesson as they grow up because the world is very different from what they perceive and uh, honestly people should grow out of this mentality now you know um the world is becoming so much more inclusive there are so many more things happening there are so many more interests that you could grow that you really don't have to be just um you know a half naked model on instagram so you know, true. there has to yeah. be some some level of interest or some level of personality that you also bring in and i feel like that learning only comes through yourself like nobody can tell you you know because i have seen people who were uh, who were this kind of people were these kind of people also grow grow out of it and sort of just be like okay yeah, i was a phase um so i feel like for these kids honestly the moment they get a reality check of what life really is that you know it's not just half naked 
photos on Instagram and just, you know, um, cool photos looking cool on Instagram. Like there's so much more to it. I think they will understand. And it's, I think it's, it's a self journey. You know, I feel like nobody can tell them. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, nobody can tell them and I I don't think so. Anybody should tell them also. See, the idea is that uh, at the end of the day, if you want to become uh, an an influencer or a model, Hmm. right, you need to have your priorities straight. Like for uh, for a brand, like I'll give you a a hypothetical example. Like for example, if I uh, want to launch a lipstick, Right. Let's say, right. And I reach out to these models and influencers. But at the end of the day, if, you know, uh, like the model puts out a picture and all I see on the picture is her ass and the lipstick is just at the background showing like... Right, right. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, portray my brand the way I want to. So at the end of the day, as a brand, I will not collaborate with that influencer. Of course, absolutely. Of course. Hannah, because I, I would, I would want somebody like an influencer for me like uh, for a brand Hmm. uh, the influencer is somebody who can influence people through their creatives through their talent uh, through whatever they are putting on instagram maybe it's an instagram reel or a story or a post right through which how you are influencing somebody or a girl or a woman to go and buy that lipstick Right. So that's my target. That's my uh, intention uh, for collaborating with you. But if you tell me that, you know, uh, I'll have half naked pictures and all. Maybe if I'm selling, uh, if I'm selling bikinis, then it's fine. Yeah, of course. But of course. Hannah, so I I think uh, these models and influencers, of course, it's a self uh, journey that Hmm. they have to go through and understand what's Right. right for them and what's not. But sadly, this is what the state of Instagram is. It's uh, it's hmm. like uh, turning into this soft porn uh, platform where... No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, and I, I think even brands should be more conscious about who they also collaborate with. True. You know, hmm. uh, because a lot of brands do also bank on this, that, uh, you know, this person has so much following only because she's half naked or he's half yeah. naked. Hmm. You know? Uh, so I feel like it's a collective responsibility, but for sure, I think people need to sort of um, introspect and understand what what their true values are today. Yeah. Because there is just so much happening in our lives that if we if we just ignore, you know, something that's terribly wrong, because why does one need to be completely naked on Instagram, right? There's something definitely wrong in their minds or they're trying to make up for something, of right? Of course. So... There are so many things that, you know, you could take into account, but definitely like it's it's a looming problem. And I think everybody collectively needs to come together and question each other. Like why? Hundred hundred percent. You know, if you see your friend doing it, you should probably be like, bro, why are you doing this? You know? I mean, either either you are part of some movement, right? For example, a couple of years yeah. when uh, Free the Nipple movement yes. started. Yes. A lot of people started, a lot of women started posting their uh, pictures, you know, uh, online. I support exactly. that 100%. So if you're, if you're, right, right. If you want to support a movement, if you want to be a part of a, uh, you know, a journey with somebody, support uh, hmm. somebody, then it's fine doing something like that. But just to right. gain followers, just to gain eyeballs on your uh, platform, it's not sustainable. This right. is what I'm trying to say is that not at yeah, all. this, this not technique at all. is not right. sustainable. Absolutely not. I think people need to. Uh, and I think they, they will also understand this 
once they start actually collaborating with brands that it's absolutely not sustainable uh firstly because there's always the next half naked person you can yeah. look at you know like it's it's just how how showbiz works you know entertainment works like there is always another person you can always talk to unless you actually have a value add yeah. you know from any perspective so if it's just you naked on instagram honestly there is no value add and it's it's not going to work out so true know? so definitely agree on that definitely agree on that so it's yeah. a very uh, nice point that you have made uh, adding a value uh to your uh, yeah. proposition so what's your advice to influencers yes. and digital creators when it comes to uh, providing that or adding that value uh, honestly because i work so closely with art directors and stylists uh the people that actually stand out the most in terms of influencers or bloggers are the people who are actually being genuinely authentic mm-hmm. you know it's the kind of work i have not seen before you know sometimes when you look at an influencer's page you are like this is so similar to this 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 influencer this is this blogger yeah because how people work is that they just mimic and imitate each other's styles right and that works because everybody is just like consuming the same content and then liking the same content in return yeah right uh the outliers are the ones who actually disrupt this whole system uh they say okay you know what i've had enough of this a white pastel you know theme going on i want to go completely black <laughs> yeah you know and that's where real creativity comes and like honestly it's been i've been so fortunate in my journey so far that i've actually had had the good fortune to um, collaborate and talk to these people and understand their creative journey mm-hmm. um so my advice would be be unabashedly authentic and original that is the only way to survive in any creative industry right if you're copying somebody today you will be called out tomorrow it's it's not that hard you know yeah. um so biggest advice is just be you be authentic uh, don't forget your roots be proud of where you come from and build on that i think the the most successful people are the are the ones who are just are so unapologetic of where they come from who they are you know the things they like um never conform i think conformity is the death of creativity yeah true you know? um so that would be my advice to young influencers and fashion bloggers and you know art directors going forward so yeah just be you <laughs> <laughs> so true but uh, you know beauty and fashion is such a uh, vast industry right uh, how how does somebody go and pick a niche for themselves within fashion and beauty i mean uh honestly it should come from where you're looking to go in the future like if you're a creative person i would i would take the um i would take a fashion mm. for example if you're a very creative person if you're you know you like creating things and you know like drawing or you like new ideas then i would say pick design as your career like fashion design if you're somebody who likes aesthetics um looking at things organizing things you know you should know your innate skill sets i mean they you know if you know yourself you can choose a better path for yourself you know so if you like curating things or organizing things or and you're a very aesthetic person then i would say get into retail or get into merchandising you know so and i think all of this comes from also um i think being self aware and also studying if you do a course you understand what you're good at yeah right mm. um and in beauty i would say of course like as you're growing up 
see see what you love to do, what gave you most happiness, what you also good at, right? Uh, so if if it was like sustainable beauty, if you're passionate about sustainability, then you can get into sustainable beauty, hmm. you know. Yeah. And if you're somebody who enjoys um, the business aspect of things, then you could probably scale it a lot, you know, in terms of getting investors or building a business. So I think in the end, everything just boils down to being self-aware of the skills you have and what you enjoy the most, you know. So you should just draw a Venn diagram and wherever that intersects is where you should, you know, build a career in, basically. And that would also give you uh, some sort of a, uh, you know, leeway into Hmm. uh, promoting yourself on uh, social media platforms and, you know, uh, coming out as an expert rather than just being a uh, content developer on these platforms. Absolutely. 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 I mean, you know, it's a different thing. So fashion business is different. Influencers are different. Bloggers are different. Pick your niche, yeah. you know, and just follow it and build a career. Spend time in it. Don't pivot just three months in, down the line. <laughs> Things yeah. take time, you know, and uh, you have to build yourself. And the word build is such that, you know, it's, it's a process, mm. you know, so it takes time. So whatever you do, just do it well and take time and, you know, be an expert in that field, anything that you do. And how how does uh, somebody collaborate with uh, their favorite brands? Because uh, right now what I see on social media is that a lot of people, they just DM the brands and they just try to get those uh, barter system in so that, you know, they get something from right. the brand and they post it on Instagram. But I, I don't think so. That's right. a very uh, sustainable model. So what's your advice on uh, doing collaborations uh, with brands? I mean, I would, that is so subjective, I feel, because when you're a young brand, um, you're a startup, you really don't have anything to give somebody instead of barter collaborations, Mm, right? mm. But as you go forward and you build a following, uh, then you could probably also offer them something, whether it's monetary exchange or anything else, you know, that your brand is, Mm. uh, brand's USP is, you know. Um, So I feel like it depends a lot on where in the trajectory of, your life's uh, your business's life you're at mm-hmm. you know uh so but for younger businesses i feel like it's always good to just collaborate in a barter basis because um a lot of these uh entrepreneurs also and these brands are also on the on the same um what do you call it the um, same level yeah. as you are yeah sometimes you know um, and as you go forward, of course, you need to understand what you can offer to larger collaborations, like bigger influencers or bigger brands. Hmm. So I think it's it's a journey, yeah, and it's very subjective. Um, but of course, my my advice for younger people would be to just uh, DM them, or you know, or build a brand, or build a presence that people want to come to you to collaborate. Right. You know. Right. Uh, do something so different that people are DMing you or PR agencies are actually emailing you uh, to be that person they want to collaborate with. So, yeah, there are so many ways to do it. Yeah, Just just be the best at what you do, you know, work hard, <laughs> I think. No, I guess, you know, that's the number one thing because there's no shortcut to this. Right. And everybody has to work hard. I mean, Absolutely. at the end of the day, uh, like at the start of the episode, I said, that whatever you do, right, uh, there's yes. so much competition right now uh, in the influencer space and in the brand space Correct. that everybody is uh, fighting for your eyeballs. Everybody is fighting for your attention. Right. So 
I mean, as consumer, like I see Insta, like I am on Instagram almost like two to three hours every day. So I know uh, when I see those sponsored ads and some ads which are not uh, curated properly, I just like feel like oh, this is like a waste of money for these guys because they. For sure. So uh, I th- I sure. think. Um, for brands especially when they want to collaborate with influencers they need to figure out like you said the target audience that they are right. targeting and the value that they want to provide because at the end of the day if your influencer is not able to uh, uh, you know be in line with your vision right. then your whole campaign will just go south and honestly i feel like today especially in 2020 uh, people are so smart they're not ignorant. They can't be fooled. You have to build relationships with people if you want to sell something to them. Yeah. You know, uh, people are not the same. They used to be there. Uh, they know exactly what they're buying into. So values have become such an important part of this whole cycle of selling. So true. Know? So I feel brands need to be smarter about who they collaborate with, what channels they're marketing through, what is the communication that's going out. Um, so a lot of things that needs, and honestly, they need to be honest and transparent about their own selves as well, because um, nobody, nobody can, I think, uh, tolerate lies anymore. Nobody can tolerate greenwashing anymore. People are so smart. They know everything, you know? So that is also something that brands need to keep in mind before they do any campaigns or any marketing of any sorts. Yeah. I mean, scamming doesn't work these days now. People are yeah, absolutely smart enough to absolutely know. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, uh, thank you very much, Akam, for coming on the show. It was lovely having you here. And I'm sure to everyone listening out there, they must have gained a lot of insights from you, especially uh, if you're a brand or if you're an influencer, I'm sure you must have gained uh, really, really good points from this episode. So thank you, Akam. Thank you once again. Absolutely. My pleasure, Anurag. Thank you so much for having me here. And I really hope my advice helps even one person, you know. So thank you so much. Thank you. So that wraps it up for today, folks. If you liked the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Akam on our show again in the future to discuss more about the world of fashion. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.